Welcome to episode 80 of New Indian Woman podcast airing first in late Jan 2023 and I am your host Krishna. Today our guest is Mrs Anurama Suresh. I will just start with a quick introduction but I see it cannot be a quick one. There is a one page document in front of me but I'll just try to summarize it. I hope I'm being fair to your <laughs> profile details Anurama. Uh, so uh, anurama is an accredited professional certified coach with international coach federation she is a master nlp practitioner executive coach and she has listed a set of things on which she is certified in uh, some of them at least i can read some of them i don't know how to pronounce <laughs> psychodrama inner child work eft experiential labs to expand consciousness and a process worker she says Yeah. and she has a startup uh, she has extensively worked with doctors and healthcare professionals towards their emotional wellness the doctors and healthcare professionals that is during the pandemic and she specializes in coaching the next generation leaders for well known family businesses in india she holds a masters degree in psychology and a bachelors degree in engineering and Today we are going to speak to her not in any of these areas but an area which is a niche area for her which is fertility coaching and more specifically pregnancy coaching. Uh, welcome Anurama would you like to add to this uh, especially with respect to your family where you are from etc. Thank you Krishna for this warm introduction and this warm welcome. So I am a mother of two teenage daughters happily settled in Bangalore basically a tamilian who settled here for quite a while so almost a bangalorean now a kannadiga mm-hmm. uh, so life has been very good to me with regards to fertility coaching pregnancy coaching if i were to add uh, for me my journey did not start as a pregnancy coach what mm-hmm. i started doing was only more of executive coaching Uh, mm. I I have a background of ten years in IT, so my journey uh, did not start off into pregnancy coaching. I ideally started off predominantly into executive coaching. And having worked in IT, when I initially got introduced to the world of coaching, and you know when I started working with my initially for me to even say that you know hey I am a coach and you know I can add some value to your life or whatever, it was easy for me to reach out to my IT colleagues. to my you know mm. friends to my peers so what was happening is i would have worked with a person predominantly working on their mind and helping them shift some beliefs or you know some thoughts about themselves but then fertility started happening mm. people who were in it who had gone for two three rounds of ivf were not able to conceive or who were on homeopathy medication or uh, you know various different medications or whatever and who been trying for a while to conceive or whatever mm. you know uh, i would have had this casual conversation with them they would have asked me to coach on their work related stress or migraine mm. headaches or you know repeated self criticism that they are not able to let go of we would have only worked on that mm. but then this pattern was too 
crazy not to miss that i became uh, you know it, it struck me i was thinking is there something that i am doing or you know uh, there is a saying in tamil you know when the crow sits the uh, fruit falls you know yes. it comes to think <laughs> so i was wondering is is there something of that sort happening what's life trying to tell me hmm but uh, it so happened that you know when i started working with people only taking uh, the pregnancy challenge as a forte and working on it even then things started to hmm so i still did not believe it probably the rational person in me was too strong i was still thinking is it that something that's happening only for me will it be possible you know will this stuff work if someone else uh, doing this so hmm. i had people who joined me in my team trained them on a particular you know outcome based framework which was working for me and we mm. then coach clients just to mm. see you know are we is, is it possible to even replicate a model like this and what mm. was happening is we were able to replicate the model mm. and uh, that became very fascinating for me honestly hmm yeah yeah so that model is around pregnancy coaching i could say that is that a correct statement to make see that's a common framework which hmm. can be used uh, for any so it, it could be for executive coaching it could be for anything but when okay. it when we do it for pregnancy coaching also it works it's like so, it is not just working for executive coaching yeah which is very interesting and for some of our listeners who may not have any idea i'm saying including me i don't have any idea about any of these frameworks so what does pregnancy coaching actually mean that word itself is new right and i'm keen to understand it right so to give a little bit of the background uh, context hmm. setting right because of the fast paced world that we are living in i am hmm. seeing that you know many youngsters in this generation are taking care of their body much better Mm-hmm. when compared to the previous generation uh, this generation youngsters are lot more conscious about the food that they are eating be it yoga be it running marathons be it uh, you know exercising all of that is happening well you know dressing up mm-hmm. well uh, education all of that is there but even with all of this somewhere the body and mind are not in sync it's almost like you know the body is used like how an instrument is used like how a laptop is used the body is literally being used like that repeatedly like how you know we end up using a machinery hmm. what i saw started seeing as a pattern is we call this as objectification in psychology hmm. Hmm. what was happening is there was a lot of objectification happening for the body that hmm. the body has to look in a certain way it has to act in a certain way you know you cannot feel tired even at the end of the day the body has to work literally like how you expect a machine to work around the clock right and because of that between the body and the mind the sync was going out of place out of alignment so what i started working with my clients was to reestablish the sync make the body make them view the body not as an object but rather understand that the body and mind are a part of the same system right imagine uh, you know having a team member and mm. imagine you know expecting the team member only to work around the clock without you giving any appreciation 
probably you know you just end up scolding the member regularly hmm hmm you expect the member to you know churn out productivity every now and then hmm. how is it ever possible hmm now that's how you know i'm i'm just drawing a parallel you know that's how Correct. people are treating their bodies in this current generation hmm not understanding that you know it is working for them round the clock not being appreciative to their body at all Hmm. but expecting it to give them whatever they want you know right from conceiving a baby or getting back to work at the earliest or you know hmm. uh, balancing too many things juggling and still always being healthy and active hmm not giving the body the break that it truly deserves or the appreciation that it truly deserves true true hmm so what i do in pregnancy coaching is only to bring back the sink between the body and the mind hmm. uh to make people understand that these are a part of the same system hmm right and then there are curated techniques which which can you know help a person understand what are some beliefs where they are getting stuck at hmm. a very subconscious level and a common fear that i see especially hmm. in many young women uh you know thanks to our entertainment industry uh delivery is always shown as you know especially normal delivery is always showcased as uh, a scenario where it's going to be a life or death situation for the mom and the baby hmm you know right from movies like three idiots uh you name it every movie will have just for the sake of having that emotional trigger uh you know emotional response from the audience the scene will be mostly related to delivery hmm hmm and this drives a direct message to their minds of our youngsters so regardless of them being educated and all that there is at the subconscious level that fear is there of delivery itself yes yes oh okay and it need not necessarily be only of delivery right see when a lady has so much of fear of delivery hmm. why would she want to conceive in the first place hmm it's going to be a life or death scenario for her right hmm survival instinct is the biggest one in human kind but but there is a contradiction no uh, that comes to my mind because compared to say 40 years 50 years back where mm-hmm. many more women i'm saying they they gave birth to more children and mm-hmm. there we also have heard of lot of um, deaths during childbirth yeah. when medical attention was less and whatever whatever be the reasons yeah. and compared to that we are supposedly so much more advanced and the risk of mm. delivery causing death has come down significantly correct exactly okay so that is a contradiction which is there out there but still we have to work on it i am going to draw a little more parallel to the same contradiction krishna that you mm. beautifully brought up right now imagine we are you know we hold the dnas of our forefathers our great grandparents Hmm. who gave birth to 10 children 12 children hmm. how come our generation people can have egg related issues fertility related issues unexplained infertility hmm. idiopathy related issues for a country like india where you know we are known for our population hmm. suddenly how come there are so many fertility centers in just the last 5 10 years i completely agree and before we go further into that topic i'm very curious at this point about this whole pregnancy coaching is it only for women no <laughs> okay. this is where you know life threw the challenge at me 
Hmm. Initially, I thought it is only women, you know, whom hmm. I am going to address, and you know, who would be benefited. But what started happening is gradually men started coming in, hmm. uh, and predominantly, what would happen is the lady would have come for two three sessions, hmm. and then she would say, you know, can I bring my husband along, hmm. or he wants to meet you for a separate session? Would that be possible for you? Hmm. In my initial years, I had a lot of hesitation. Hmm. uh because i didn't know how to address uh, you know male fertility related issues hmm. number one i was not sure if i had you know the enough medical knowledge or you know to talk certain terms or to understand their issues or whatever hmm. and naturally the shyness of you know being of this feminine gender how can i you know openly talk or address any hmm. of such issues hmm. uh but uh, you know thanks to my dad uh he had gone through his own issues you know when i was conceived hmm. so he actually opened up in one of one of our you know conversations and he said even if people like you are not willing to listen to men who will be there to listen to their concerns hmm. how can you be lopsided only to hear to one part of the story hmm that's interesting hmm. that, that was a very interesting perspective which i never thought through hmm uh so men uh it uh, it so happened that gradually when i started conversing with men also hmm. men started coming with so many issues hmm. you know right from erection dysfunction hmm. ejaculation issues sperm related issues or hmm. uh you know they would have gone through some abuse they would have gone through some trauma hmm. in their childhood days and you know which they were they had never overcome hmm. and the uh the the thing that i got to hear as a common issues is mm. when men go and meet many gynecologist doctors right mm. when as a couple when they are going to meet a gynecologist if the man has an issue and if he is talking the doctor mm. does not even maintain eye contact with most men oh okay. she answers looking at the lady hmm and the man who has the issue feels so invisible feels so discounted hmm the level of shame disgust that they feel about themselves cannot be spoken in words krishna oh okay so in as part of the coaching we talked about the fear that men have the fear that women have about giving birth itself but there would mm. also be this fear around childbirth and that taking away your opportunities uh, of career and promotions and all those kinds of things also must be there maybe for both or definitely more for women what is your take on it exactly that's a huge one uh, see that fear is there in both uh, mm. in in the couple if i were to say for the lady right mm. in the current generation every lady also has a masters degree or at times you know women are nowhere less when compared to you know the man in the relationship right a phd mm. or uh, you know post doctoral what not so for them there is always this fear of uh, you know is this the right time to conceive uh, do i need to wait for some more years do i need to understand this guy more and then look at conception hmm. so there are a lot of fears around the emotional stability in the relationship number one hmm. the trust factor hmm. and their education their career growth will the you know pregnancy really affect it Hmm. but what also happens is from the medical world right hmm. a couple who are trying actively for an year and who did not conceive are being termed as subfertile couple 
Okay. So, uh, naturally, you know, after a year, if they are still not conceiving, the doctors will start telling, hey, why don't you try out these tablets? Or, you know, would you really want to check your uh, egg? And, you know, gradually introducing them to one or the other medication to see if the conception can happen. Hmm. And then gradually, they, you know, the pressure starts coming that you are aging, especially to the lady, you are aging, your egg uh, quality of your egg is degrading. Hmm. So, and it is only up to this age that we can even consider IUI or IVF or the success rate will keep decreasing with age. Hmm. And and I have always felt that in this whole while the problem is the same for both people in, I'm saying both the members in the couple, but uh, it manifests more for the woman, uh, especially when they get into the decision making of uh, fertility treatments and then it's a traumatic experience for them to go through it and the associated expectations of the larger family and they, they it weighs down more on them. Is that correct? I totally agree with you. I don't deny one bit. But what happens is at least women talk it out to mm. their close friends or, you know, at least they cry to their moms or to their sisters or, you know, uh, they have some supporting shoulders. Mm. For men... This topic, it's a no-no. Our society does not encourage a man to talk about fertility issues even to his own dad hmm. or to his own brother. So here I want to, uh, for these listeners, our listeners are across all life stages. Okay. Hmm. So somewhere 20 plus to 55 plus, you know, we will have across. So right. Does it mean you have messages for these age groups? So if we were to look at the older age groups, maybe mm. uh, how they can help the the men in their life, you know, whether it may be their sons, maybe it is their younger brothers or, uh, you know, the older women especially, how do you think they can help? Because we it is time we come out of this boys don't cry and boys don't have issues, exactly. Uh, exactly. you know, at multiple levels. Exactly. Uh, I think like how we teach good touch, bad touch these days for young mm. kids. Mm. Somewhere, you know, dads and moms have to put effort to make boys understand. See, for girls, puberty is clearly marked. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, the in many families, they still track menstrual periods. You know, the girl sitting alone or at least informing the mom. So one way or the other, the parents at least know what the girl is going through. Mm. For boys, none of the teenage issues are generally addressed by parents. Hmm. We get to know when their, you know, voice cracks, when, you know, their, uh, when they start growing their moustache or, you know, but other than that, you know, uh, someone has to teach them, hmm. right? Hey, it is fine if at times, you know, ejaculation happens or uh, hmm. masturbation, what is allowed, what is not allowed. Hmm. How do they take care of themselves? How do they, uh, you know, what what is it that they could do to take care of their own wellness? Yeah, so maybe I would say that as a new Indian woman, it, it also, the responsibility also lies with each one of us to engage in these conversations with especially exactly. our sons. And, exactly, exactly. Or at least create the environment where the guys in the family can talk to the younger ones in the family. Yes, and the more we encourage such conversations at home, it makes it a much more safe space for these men to come and voice out their issues also at a later age. 
True, true. So coming back to the coaching, so are we saying uh, that it makes sense for young couples especially to look at pregnancy coaching before they go for treat medical treatments or how do you sequence it? See, coaching is only an add-on. Hmm. It need not necessarily happen before they have to go for their medical treatment. Hmm. Not necessary, right? It can be a parallel with the medical treatment. Right. Right. So all we do is to work on the person's mind and make them get their body and mind into the alignment. And hmm. between the husband and the wife, to make the communication issues get sorted out. Hmm. Many a times what happens is as much as the lady is focused on her career, as hmm. much as she is focused on, you know, what will happen for her promotion? How many rounds of IUI, IVF hmm. is she going to go through? Hmm. What will happen to her body? The guy gets stuck in his financial insecurities. Hmm. He does not know if he can count on her for the next month EMI. Hmm. He does not know suddenly if she's going to quit her job. How will he plan for the baby's vaccination charges, piling diaper charges? The first few months of after delivery is expensive. Hmm. Right? Though we say insurance is there, insurance is only going to support, you know, the duration of delivery within the hospital. Hmm. But post that, the guy has to lift double load. Hmm. That financial insecurity never gets addressed. So, so what you are saying is, if I understand you correctly, along with the medical approaches that they may have already started, consultations that they may have already started, it may also be in, important to get into, you know, pregnancy coaching so that the, the mental aspects of it, the alignment aspects of it, uh, and the subconscious influences that they have, that also gets addressed. Yes. Is that correct? Perfect, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm also wanting to know, do you think this is also impacted by or the need of pregnancy coaching is influenced by young couple trying to postpone when they want to have a kid? Or is that a misconception? I would say it's a misconception, Krishna. Hmm. See, it is it, nothing wrong in postponing to have a kid. Hmm. But, uh, you know, if they are ultimately... What is currently happening is the moment they get back to the thought of, you know, wanting to conceive hmm. and they approach the, you know, doctors or the medical fraternity. Many a times, it's not that the doctors are doing any mistake, but many a times people are repeatedly being put, young couples are repeatedly being put in a fight or flight syndrome. Hmm. That, hey, you're aging. Hey, you have these lifestyle issues. You already have PCOD. You already, your AMH levels are low. And, you know, repeatedly they are being approached from a space of fear. Hmm. If you look at it, fight or flight syndrome is what happens when the stress levels are high, right? Hmm. When we operate in the fight or flight mode, uh, so that was required in the stone age when we have to, you know, fight a tiger or when we have to run away from the tiger hmm. to safeguard ourselves, right? So hmm. the brain and the heart pumps most of the blood only to the hands and legs. Hmm. So that you end up fighting or you end up running away. Hmm. It never pumps, you know, blood to the other parts of the internal organs or it, the body's nurturing mechanism doesn't happen at that point of time. Hmm. Currently, young couple who go through one or the other medical routine are put in fight or flight uh, mode repeatedly. Hmm. 
how can the baby be you know conceived or nurtured in the womb correct yeah there is a clear gap uh, which i don't know if uh, you know it is done wantedly or if people are not able to see there's a there's a it's, it's almost like you know an elephant in the room which everybody is not willing to address hmm but pregnancy coaching as a term itself is relatively new and the elephant in the room how do we acknowledge and understand and see how to approach it what do you think would be a good way of examining it yes this question is extremely important it is important to know how to examine this concept of pregnancy coaching with it being a very new term but then we would like to stop this episode here today and start with this question in part 2 of this series do visit my website thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic of course i would love to hear from you you could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna@thenewindianwoman.com at remember You are what you want to be and the time starts now.